0: Well, all right. Greetings and welcome to Just My Opinion. I am your host, Ken Lambert. It's Monday, March 8th, 2021. The start of a new week. All right, well, today's show is going to be one of our specials. Uh, we've received another installment uh, from Jeremy Bodet. And we want to show Jeremy how much we appreciate his contribution, so uh, we're going to dedicate this Monday special to Jeremy. I'll do some headlines, and then uh, Jeremy will do the final thoughts of the day. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and get started with some... Wow... CNN anchor Chris Cuomo gets ripped on Twitter after making an uh, inappropriate remark to Don Lemon uh, as he did the nightly handoff from one show to the next. Cuomo started off singing uh, the theme song to uh, the 70s sitcom Good Times. When Lemon asked uh, Cuomo how he knew the words to a show about a poor black family from Chicago, Cuomo replied, Come on, you know I'm black on the inside. Well, that's all it took to set off the, the Twitter firestorm. And uh, some tweets were like, uh, "effing Offensive, Black Is Not a Costume, and Are You and Your Brother Competing for the Shittiest Cuomo? And those were just some of the comments. Another said uh, the TV host was a spoiled and tiled uh, guy raised on Money and Privileged and uh, who was only on TV because of his surname. Well, of course, CNN uh, came to the defense of its beloved uh, anchor and uh, said people misunderstood uh, what was said and uh, that the two anchors were just having a little fun with each other. Times Square performer known as the Naked Cowboy was arrested in Daytona Beach, Florida. Robert Burke, uh, 51, the Naked Cowboy, was uh, in Daytona for bike week which is a regular gig that he does every year. And uh, Daytona police arrested Burke for panhandling when they spotted people stuffing dollar bills into Burke's guitar after having their picture taken with him. Now, the naked cowboy wears uh, white under briefs, uh, cowboy boots, and a cowboy hat. And so apparently he didn't have any pockets to put the cash into. Well, the naked cowboy spent the night in jail and uh, was released the next day uh, to appear in court for another time. Joe Biden is still on his world one tour of uh, executive orders as he has signed another one, and this one has to do with sexual harassment. This executive order uh, has quickly been dubbed the Cuomo EO, uh, the executive action forces uh, focuses on uh, gender equality and sexual harassment. Basically, the action will force federal agencies to, uh, to produce annual reports on both issues and submit a budget recommendations. Some are seeing it uh, as the White House way of staying above the fray that has been generated around uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. President Biden has uh, been known for his inappropriate touching in the past, and some are seeing this as a way for uh, none of the attention that Cuomo's getting to reflect back on the president. The CDC has uh, issued uh, guidelines for people after they get uh, their COVID vaccine. Well, the CDC is recommending that uh, the vaccinated people still continue to wear a mask in public and social distance. But they can, however, uh, spend a limited amount of time with some unvaccinated people inside. Dr. Rochelle uh, Walensky, uh, the director of the Federal Health Agency, also announced the guidelines at his press conference saying... uh, Uh, We've been through a lot this year, and uh, with more and more people getting vaccinated each day, we're starting to turn the corner, and and as even more people get vaccinated, then the the fully vaccinated can start to resume low-risk activities. What? Can we get a translator, please? The translation is... Even after you get vaccinated, you're not going back to pre COVID normal. Wow. You didn't need 2020 vision to see that coming. So let me say it again, friends. It's not about health, it's about control. And that's our lateral headline. Now, here's Jeremy Baudet with some final thoughts of the day. Jeremy thinks uh, the world needs more sheepdogs. Here's why. Jeremy? The
1: world needs more sheepdogs. It would seem that the Shakespearean tragedy of Andrew Cuomo is entering its third and final act. All the farcical scenes meant to relax the audience have passed, and all the dominoes inevitably leading to the titular character's demise have been placed in careful order. There is no escape. His fate is sealed. He just doesn't know it yet. The first domino fell a few weeks ago when audio leaked of Governor Cuomo's top aide admitting to Democratic colleagues that the administration had actually covered up COVID-19-related deaths in elderly and assisted living facilities. Cuomo's top aide was apologizing for it. The second domino fell when Assemblyman Ron Kim, a Democrat from Queens, publicly announced that Cuomo had called and aggressively intimidated him over some public statements that he had previously made about nursing home deaths. The third, and so far the largest domino, came when a top Cuomo aide, Lindsay Boylan, wrote a piece in Medium outlining the, quote, culture within his administration where sexual harassment and bullying is so pervasive that it is not only condoned, but expected, unquote. Boylan's disturbing testimony even includes screenshots of emails to verify her story. I recommend it only to those with strong stomachs. When will the tragedy of Governor Cuomo finally end? Tune in next week to find out. I'm reminded of an iconic scene from the 2014 film American Sniper, starring Bradley Cooper. The film is based on the book by the same title by Chris Kyle, one of the most decorated snipers in American history. The scene depicts Kyle and his brother as young boys seated at their kitchen table with their father and mother eating dinner. Their father, Wayne, is speaking to them about the nature of the world. Quote, there are three types of people in this world. Sheep, wolves, and sheepdogs. Some people prefer to believe that evil doesn't exist in the world, and if it ever darkened their doorstep, they wouldn't know how to protect themselves. Those are the sheep. And then you've got predators who use violence to prey on the weak. They are the wolves. And then there are those blessed with a gift of aggression, an overpowering need to protect the flock. These men are the rare breed who live to confront the wolf. They are the sheepdog. Now, we're not raising any sheep in this family, and I will whoop your ass if you turn into a wolf. We protect our own. And if someone tried to fight you or bully your little brother... You have my permission to finish it. Unquote. The passage is not contained in Kyle's book and appears to be a creation of the screenwriter Jason Hall based on a passage from the 2004 book by Lieutenant Colonel David Grossman titled On Combat. Nevertheless, the tone and message ring true to the themes of the film and the book. There's something broken about the way we teach many young men to think and act throughout their lives. Typically, the lessons are ones that convey the message that it's best not to get involved, that if men and women are equal, then we must treat them the same. I fell into this trap myself. My first job after college was dominated by men on nearly every level. As a result, a general environment was established that allowed for certain actions and comments that would normally be associated with locker rooms or the back of a high school bus. We always managed to keep it in check around the customers and executives, but when they left, they took our manners with them. There was a single lone female that joined our Molly crew a few months before I did. Let's call her Harriet. She spent most of her time crossing the facility dozens of times a day, fixing merchandise, greeting and taking care of customers, and answering the phones. She also spent a disproportionate amount of time trying to civilize the rowdy bunch of man-sized ten-year-old that had infested our location. Her results were mixed. Some, like me, took her comments about my dress and language to heart and corrected them. But others pushed back at the intrusion and lashed out in clearly inappropriate ways. I'd heard stories of Harriet being inappropriately touched and coworkers making comments about her looks or whatever. I'd never witnessed any of these things take place, and for the most part, I laughed it off as braggadocious and fictional. Then one day, about two months into my employment, I got a taste. We were working, as we normally would, when Harriet came storming from the rear of the building after fielding yet another complaint about one of our less than prestigious co workers. Let's call him John. She was direct with her feedback, I can tell you that. But she wasn't rude and if the customer was telling the truth, her response was appropriate. Well, John was not having it that day, and he decided that he was going to let her know just what he thought about her feedback. The conversation escalated quickly, but it ended very abruptly when John told her that if she did not shut up immediately and return to her work, he would jack-slap her on her... you know where. For a half second, all the air was sucked from the room, and after a moment of shock, Harriet returned to her work quietly. John giggled to himself and returned to what he was doing, and I'm embarrassed to say that I said nothing at the time. And five minutes later, we were discussing lunch as if nothing had happened. The story does have a happy ending, however. Eventually, Harriet did find the courage, with a little help, to report what she was experiencing. And there were career altering consequences for many, and the improper activities of my coworkers stopped immediately. But it should have changed much sooner than it did. All we needed was a sheepdog to raise their voice, and I'm still ashamed today to say that I was not able to be that sheepdog. It would have likely saved everyone from a lot of pain and embarrassment, especially Harriet. What I didn't realize back then was that, as a man, I had an obligation to protect and defend those around me who could not properly protect themselves. Today, that means that my primary obligation is to my immediate family. My purpose rests in the health and safety of my two children and my wife. Becoming a husband and father does that to men. Standing in front of all your friends and family and promising to take care of her forever helps a lot. And spending months holding a tiny defenseless baby and then watching it slowly grow helps a lot as well. You begin to realize that your immediate family, and more specifically your kids, are the gift you've made for yourself. And it's your primary responsibility to protect them. That's why you work your job, so you can financially protect them. That's why you lecture them on outlets and stoves, so you can physically protect them. It's why you change the channel when they enter the room, so you can mentally protect them. And, eventually, you let them fall or fail, so that they can learn to protect themselves. Here's the problem. Men used to get married and have kids in their late teens or early 20s. That's the right time for those lessons. But today, many men are waiting until their late 20s or 30s to learn these lessons. This is too late. Boys need to be taught from a young age about the responsibility that they carry. Women and men are equal, but that doesn't mean that they should always be treated the same. Too many sheep are created by a system that tells people that it's better just to not get involved, and that everyone should be treated the same. No. Boys need to be taught from childhood that they have a right and a responsibility to protect those who are less able to protect themselves. Teach them that it's their responsibility to protect their sisters, mothers, brothers, friends, and classmates. Lindsay Boylan and my co-worker, Harriet, were sheep. And they weren't sheep because they were unaware of evil or wrongdoing, but because they weren't in a position to stop it. Outgunned and outnumbered, they knew that it was best to retreat and live to fight another day. And when that happens the precedent is set. The wrong is now okay, and eventually it becomes the culture. Lindsay reached out to many people during her time with the governor, but none of them had the courage to stand up and speak up. Part of me doesn't blame them. Governor Cuomo was and still is a very powerful man, both locally and nationally. And that's all the more reason that we need more sheepdogs to chase off the wolves before they grow strong and protected by a system built around the abuse and fear that they cultivate. For decades, Governor Cuomo has been allowed to hunt in a seemingly endless field of sheep. He's grown more than strong. He's grown fat and slow and lazy. And now finally... He's become so engorged with his own power and influence that he's begun to believe that he's invincible. And like a bodybuilder, in competition, he looks strong, but he's actually really weak. Lindsay and the other women who will inevitably follow in her footsteps saw this weakness and acted, and they should be commended. And the lion's share of the shame will rightfully go to Governor Cuomo, And I sincerely hope his consequences are career-altering as well. But there should be some shame, save for those that watched the governor's actions over years and decades and did nothing. Power attracts predators. That's why it seems like every week there's another example of an abusive professional athlete or politician or rock star or executive taking advantage of their position and hurting others. But... All of the most popular wolves you can list, from Jeffrey Epstein to Harvey Weinstein to Bill Cosby or Andrew Cuomo, they're only able to thrive and grow in an environment without sheepdogs to keep them in check. Evil exists, and it's a condition of the human heart and spirit. There's no cure, and we can't eliminate it. But we can keep it at bay by raising our kids to confidently identify evil to speak up when they see it, and, when necessary, to fight back against it. We've come a long way in the hundred years since the women's suffrage movement, no doubt, but the baton has been passed to us millennials to teach our kids to protect the ones around them that need protecting. Let's make our grandmothers proud.
0: Okay. Well, thank you, Jeremy. Well, that's uh, just my opinion for today. Until next time, I'm Ken Lambert.